What's up, what's up, my highness queens? We are back with another episode of Bluntly Black Girls. And this week, month, month really, we are talking to my girl Nikita of Pretty Rolls and ZZ's Ice Cream Truck in Dallas. I don't know if it's really an ice cream truck, but like an ice cream slash food truck. But y'all get the full description. Either way, shit's bomb. And you need to support if you're in the Dallas area, period. Um, But anyways, we talk about how she started Pretty Rolls, her luxury cannabis experience brand with her cute ass pink cones. Um, We talk about, you know, some of my favorite topics, mental health and cannabis, of course, manifesting, reframing negative thoughts and stepping out on faith. So this was a dope ass episode. It was super inspiring listening back to it and just hearing some of the things that we were both talking about because there were some points where we both were like, oh shit, I said that, that sounds good. So I hope that y'all find some gems to take out of this episode because uh, I know I sure did. So with that said, let's get into this episode. So let me introduce who came to smoke with me today. It's my girl, Highness Queen. Uh, okay, so I'm very big on pronouncing names correctly. So I want to make sure I get yours correct. Is it Nikita? Yes, Nikita. Nikita. Okay, perfect. Nikita of Pretty Rolls. And you're in Dallas, right? Correct. Yep, yes. I'm in Dallas. Texas in the house. And um, I don't know that I've talked to anybody from Texas yet. So this is exciting. I love talking to new people from like different areas just to kind of get the lay of the land in your area and just seeing what, you know, we have to go through out there. So yeah. uh, Pretty Rolls is a, um, uh, uh, the papers. <laughs> I don't know what the exact name is. I want to say cones, um, papers, the smoking apparatuses that I particularly enjoy. <laughs> so, um, and they're pink. So I can't, we can't, you can't go wrong with pink. Pink rolls, that sounds weird. But you know what I mean. <laughs> um, so yes, welcome to the show. And you you are the self-proclaimed princess of cannabis. I love that. I love self-proclaimed anything. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, so like you said, pretty rolls, we have our signature pink pre-roll cones. Um, so basically... Pretty Rose is a luxury experience brand that caters to the feminine smoker. We just happen to have products. So we basically like to, like, blunts in yoga, puffing in the park. Um, I was just a part of a, a puffing parlay this weekend, you know. So just making cannabis, you know, bringing awareness to cannabis while also making it feminine and sexy, you know. So that's what I'm all about. I am all here about making cannabis sexy yes. <coughs> and feminine because why because not because it is sexy yes right. i mean it's it, you know us successful women creative you know all the things that we do moms we like to enjoy we love the, the flowers so why not you know unmask it as this masculine thing no it's feminine too like we gather we like to hang out and watch movies and smoke together with our female friends you know 
Right. Netflix and chill does not have to end the way that people think it's supposed to end. Like, it can really right. just be Netflix and chill with your partners, a blunt, and a good movie. Exactly. Not exactly. to say that I don't like how the other Netflix and chill ends. You know, I'm also here for that. <laughs> but, you right. know, we can mix it up every once in a while. I don't have to be that every exactly. time. Exactly. <laughs> to succeed in this world because the only way. right because we are greater together we are extremely powerful and if we know if we get together and yield that power in the ways that are going to benefit us like we it, it we're shooting for the stars like we can only go you know reach amazingness we just have to do it together Um, especially in the wake of, you know, all the things that are uh, going on in the world right now. Like, I'm just, oof, oof. It's been a week. It's been a week. Um, where's my ashtray? Oh, here it is. Um, so yeah, so you told us about, um, Pretty Rose. Tell us a little bit more about yourself and who is Nikita and what is your relationship with cannabis? Um, so... I'm a 33-year-old single mom to seven-year-old twins. Um, I live in Dallas, as we stated. I'm a serial entrepreneur. I'm a creative. Uh, I'm a free spirit, a hippie. Um, what else? It's really weird when I talk about myself. I'm like, well, what do I say? Um, <laughs> what am I? Who am I? Um, I basically started smoking cannabis. Um, here recently, so it's only been about three years. I mean, I tried it back in high school when I was kind of like a social smoker here and there, but it never stuck. Like, I never, I knew I was a weed smoker when I started to buy it myself. Like, I have my own plug, and, you know, I'm like, oh, shit, I really smoke weed. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I ain't just smoking with my cousin no more. Um, so, basically, I smoke to deal with my anxiety. So, Mm -hmm. let me back up a little bit. So, I have a mental health awareness podcast called Anxiety is a Mother. Um, I did not know this. That. Oh, you didn't know that? No. I love that so much. Oh, I'm yeah. definitely going to have to go listen and follow and do all the things. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's real dope. Um, but, yeah, so we just actually wrapped our third season last month. What month we? Yeah, last month. We just finished last month. Um, I don't know if you know, but, uh, like, she's, like, the biggest radio personality in Dallas. She has a black, she's a black woman. She owns, uh, she has her own morning show, Didi in the Morning. She was our last guest on the podcast, so that was, like, a what-the-fuck type of moment, mm-hmm. you know? So, but, yeah, so, basically, we, um, my co-host and I, I do it with my first cousin, uh, we started the podcast, 
you know, because our continuous conversations centered around, like, girl, I'm struggling, you know, my depression, this and this and that, like, these private conversations, but we're like, these conversations probably need to be had, you -hmm. know, publicly or openly with other people because other people may need to hear this. So, you know, having the podcast and then creating ZZs and then having Pretty Rose, Pretty Rose just made sense because I smoke, and I'm being a creative and entrepreneur mind, like, it just makes sense. Anything I do a lot of, I always like, oh, I should be making money off of this. Like, mm-hmm. this should be something I do. Like, I can just brand it and make it my own thing, you know? So, um, I was like, oh, shit. Like, I can make my own cones. Like, I don't know how to roll. I'm sick of asking my friends to come roll for me, you know? So, why not create my own cones, make them pink, make them feminine? And then, of course, I already know the, the background of it is mental health related. So, mm-hmm. And I mean, honestly, my mental health would not be what it is today. And I mean, I'm not living on top of the world or anything in terms of, you know, my, my emotions, but I'm definitely not where I was before. And that is a lot to do with therapy and cannabis. Like a, those two things together have literally changed my world. So I think that um, more of us, black women, need to discover the the joy of cannabis and mental health work together because it, it's very powerful. It's very powerful. It is. I love that so much. Uh, mental health is a huge, huge, huge part of um, me, my, my platform, and everything I stand for. So I did not know that about you, and I'm so excited to go listen to your podcast now. What was the name one more time? Anxiety is a mother. And she ain't lying. She ain't lying. It's M-U-T-H-A. Yes. Okay. So we'll have to make sure we put the links to, to the podcast in the notes and everywhere we post this because I'm all here for black women talking and going to address their mental health issues, whatever they may be. That's so beautiful. Okay. Thank that you. is so beautiful. Um, so actually, um, so Anxiety is the Mother is a podcast and it's a clothing line. So that's our official uniform for ZZs because, you know, it's anxiety and like, oh, how do I design the shirts for ZZs? And so I'm like, well, we already have Anxiety is the Mother shirts. Like that will spread the message a lot further. So we've been wearing Anxiety is the Mother. So we just sh- uh, change out our Anxiety is the Mother shirts. And, you know, of course, certain certain customers might be like, oh, what this is what does this mean? Anxiety is a mother, you know, so that I get to tell them the story and most people can relate. Cause honestly having those shirts of walking billboards, anxiety is a mother. I connect with people constantly. Even if we don't have a, a conversation, they see that because I try to make sure every design I create that word anxiety is the biggest, you know, so you see that from afar. I've had people recommend Zolaws, Xanax. I've had people tell me their life story. I've had girls tell me about, them having panic attacks while they were in work. Like, literally, while they're checking me out, they're telling me private details about their lives, you know? So that's why I was like, okay, that lets me know, like, we're, we're on the right path, you know, with this anxiety and some other thing. And then for us to start, we literally started, like, two, two or three months before the pandemic hit. And now everybody's talking about mental health. So it, it just feels good because it's almost like we were front runners in the conversation that the world didn't know they were going to need to have. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, right, and because if you struggle from mental health before the pandemic did something, absolutely, 
Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> it affected you in one way or another. I remember telling my therapist, like, you know, I realized maybe a month or two ago, like, obviously, you know, uh, the pandemic affected everybody in some way, shape, or form. But I realized a couple months ago, like, how much it actually really affected me more than I even realized. And, and how much the things that I was doing were trauma responses because of the pandemic. That I didn't even, I like, to me, it felt normal in the moment. But when I really sat there and my therapist was like, mm, does this sound healthy? Like, mm, does that sound like a good reaction? I'm like, oh, okay, maybe not. And and to be able to um, highlight that during such a pivotal time, I think, like you said, it's everything is meant to happen in its perfect timing. And so um, being able to start a, a safe space before it was even known to be needed is divine timing. Oh, yes. I completely agree. And it's crazy because um, before we started the podcast, uh, you know how when we go through us women are, when we, um, you know, our birthdays, or at least it's how I am, and hitting 30 being such a milestone birthday, you know, I was like, God, please reveal my purpose to me. Because that was the thing I felt like I was living and like I was, you know, wanting to achieve so much. Like, I'm, I'm one of those people, I'm like an overachiever. Like, I want to have be the best at everything. You know, but I never knew what is my purpose. Like, you can't just be out here achieving and you ain't got no direction. Like, what's the point? What we doing? Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, I'm like, God, reveal my purpose to me. Like, that's the one thing I don't have. And the podcast, you know. And, of course, I didn't realize it until years later. I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. okay, God, I see what you did there. Mm -hmm. I see what you was doing. Yeah, that hindsight is 20-20. And it's a reminder when you... When you look back, it's a reminder like, okay, I didn't see it then, so maybe I'm not also seeing it now. So let me just keep pushing, because that's what I did then, and it worked. I was able to look back and say, oh, I get it. So just imagine yeah. two years from now, when you're looking back on this moment now, and you're like, I didn't Ooh. see it, but now I get it. That's so that's so oh. crazy. I love it, and it. I really truly believe that. And it's um, like you said, I think it's that thirty. I think it's something about your thirties where you really start figuring out who you are, what your purpose is, mm-hmm. what direction you want to go to, how to listen to that inner voice and and that inner intuition that shit's going to work out. Yes, it's always going to work out. Right. Right. Well, I'm I'm that's beautiful and I'm so happy that that happened in conjunction with cannabis because I think everything should be done in conjunction. Most things should be done in conjunction. With cannabis, just just my personal belief. Yes. <laughs> so our spoken is roll up in luxury. So you know everything we do is luxurious. So yes. pretty rolls. It's just you know we have like gold rolling trays and grinders and <laughs> you know for me it's everything is about experience. If the coronavirus did not teach you anything, it was it's time to have fun. Mm-hmm. everything if you just want to live in this fantasy fairy tale world create that have fun so i was like here i am in tights every day looking a bummy mess dreaming of a life of luxury you know mm-hmm. so i'm like why not create that mm-hmm. and then it will manifest and actually be there you right. know yeah i think um that's uh we got to do the work but what's meant to be will be 
Yeah. But you got to hold on to the vision. Don't yeah. forget the vision. Even in the struggle and the lows, don't forget the vision. Always check back on what's what's my mission? What's my vision here? Like, what what we doing? What's, what am I doing this for? Because, man, we don't realize how quickly we forget. We forget who we are so quickly. Mm-hmm. We start telling ourselves lies. I'm fat. I'm ugly. I ain't good enough. Like, those are lies. Stop mm-hmm. lying to yourself. Mm-hmm. So we have to remind ourselves, what's the vision? What's the goal? Who am I? You know? I was watching um, a YouTube video, and she was talking about how um, she she had to retrain her brain to <laughs> to speak positively to herself. And, like, and... In all facets of her life, but the one example that she used is, used was finances because I mean everybody can relate to finances, right? And she was like, you know, I I found myself like very anxious about even checking my bank account, and I'm sitting here trying to live this life of abundance, and I'm scared to look at my make bank account. Somebody who is living abundantly in terms of their finances is not scared to look at their bank account. So I had to write down all the things that I was living in fear of and then on the other side the complete opposite and those are the things that I started telling myself and you know when I was feeling you know what was in column A I started telling myself what's column B and start retraining my brain to think these positive thoughts and I was like that sounds like a great idea but you know what sometimes we don't know we're thinking negatively we don't know the self-awareness part is is the first step to anything The self-awareness part. It's important who you have around you Mm -hmm. because they will check you. Um, When you're around a lot of low vibrational people, they will never correct you. They'll they'll add to your misery and tell you, yeah, you're right, girl, I wouldn't do that if I was you. Or you shouldn't be doing that because you probably ain't going to make no money from that. Or whatever the case may be, you have to surround yourself with people. I have a new set of people, uh, like teens-wise, around me. And, man, just the way they correct me when I'm speaking negatively about myself or whatever, I'm like, oh, dang, this, I hope this don't happen. Or this, 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 this. They was like, stop lying to yourself. Tell yourself the truth. Like, it always works out for you. This is who you are. You don't have to second guess yourself. I'm like, you need those type of people around you to keep you encouraged. And you have to be that person because we're not always that person to other people, but we need those reminders and encouragement, you know, so circle is important. I think that is so amazing. And I'm so happy that you have that type of support around you because I agree. I think it's very important to have those um, people who are going to check you even when it's, about you like you know what I mean like they're gonna one tell you when you're wrong on a respectful level but they're also gonna tell you when you're wrong about yourself like when you're saying oh I feel ugly no bitch you cute what you mean every day what are you talking about like you need those people who are gonna be like even because like you said when you don't realize it there's a lot of times that um I'll I'll be like describing what I'm trying to do here like even right now I just did it what I'm trying to do and I'm like, no, I'm not trying to do anything. I'm doing it. Like, take those little, and it took somebody else pointing that out to me, saying, like, why do you always say you're trying? I was like, well, because I am. They're like, no, you're not. You're doing. Like, you're doing these things. And and even something that small, it took somebody else to point it out to me, but that, that moment relives in my brain over and over and over and over again. <laughs> And it's made it to where I can believe in myself so much more now because that one moment, that one person said, no, 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 check yourself because you're talking down right now. 
Yeah, and I it's agree. so important. And it's so funny because, like, God, I feel like um, I'm I'm spiritual, and I always mm-hmm. think God. Uh, so I just believe that God will put angels like in your path, like people that people have like an image of what they think angels are. They got to be pristine. They got to be this. No, I've seen angels that curse. On the, and drink liquor on the curb of the road, but it's like they were in the right place at the right time to give me a message I needed to hear. I was having this, um, I like to do solo trips. So I was in San Francisco last year, um, and this guy, like, I think he was like a saxophone, yeah, he's a saxophonist, and he was kind of like, he's an entertainer, so he's vibrant, big personality, but this lady offended him, and he cursed her out on the side of the road, like, <laughs> And I kind of respected him. I'm like, dang, like she really deserved that. But at the same time, uh, my point is what he told me after, he told me a few things, actually. He said, if anyone rushes you, that's of the enemy. Like, if someone's creating anxiety in you, that's not the situation. No one should make you feel rushed about anything. And that's how I make a lot of my decisions. If somebody's pressuring me to make a decision quick, no. I take the time that I need. And then he also said, um, I think I was telling him something. And I was like, yeah, because I I want to do da-da-da-da. And he was like, what the hell? I'm so sick of all this negative self-talk. What you mean you want to do? Stop talking like that. I'm sick of that shit. Stop talking like that. You're doing. Mm -hmm. You're doing. You're doing it now. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and that's why I said he's an angel that cursed. Mm -hmm. Because. He, he said exactly what I needed to hear at that particular time, you know, so. Right. Yes, I'm definitely. And, you know, those, those reminders, <laughs> they're priceless. They're priceless because that's going to be the difference between you following your dreams sometimes and, and saying, you know what, I can't do this. Is that person in the back of your mind saying, nope, remember I told you, you do do this. You know, if you need another reminder, I can remind you right now. You do do this. And if that's the little push you need to get over that hump and keep doing what you need to do, thank God for that. Each and every time it comes to your mind. Because it's not going to, like the doubts, they don't just one and done. Like, Mm -hmm. not even in a day is it one and done. It's like every single time you try and do what you're trying to do. But having that, that voice in the back of your head is just, it's so priceless for me. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm so happy that you have you've had those experiences. So next time you're in San Francisco, you're gonna have to let me know so we can link up. Cause that's what. Oh, you live in San Francisco? No, I live in uh, the Bay Area, not San Francisco. I don't do San Francisco, and I'm sure my Bay Area people are gonna be like, "What the hell are you talking about?" But no, San Francisco terrifies me. It just makes it. You know, I didn't like San Francisco. Yeah, it I'm, makes me very back. anxious. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and so I'll go up there for like, but I'm like uh, not even an hour away from San Francisco. So the next time you're out this way, definitely let me know and we'll have to link up. I keep telling everybody that we're going to just have to have a big ass, like bluntly black girl, like weekend or something where I tell everybody to come out because. So, yeah. I'm down. Yeah. I'm down. Like, let Pretty Rose be one of the sponsors, or we can collaborate on it, but I'm down. Um, maybe not in San Francisco. I'm down for San Diego. I haven't been there yet. Me neither. I've been and dying really to go. go to San Diego. I, I really feel like I might. I'm, I, I, okay, so I want to move to California, <coughs> but I'm trying out areas. Mm-hmm. San Diego's next on the list, because I was like, yeah, San Francisco was not it. Well, like, no. 
Did you just stay in San Francisco or did you like go to other areas of the Bay Area? Because I was only in San Francisco. Yeah, because other areas are not. Well, I mean, what was it about San Francisco that didn't wasn't hitting for you? Uh, I mean, it was cool. Like I liked um, like the Pride area. You know, mm-hmm. that's my vibe. The rainbows and all that stuff. Um, but it just didn't like it didn't. I like to go places that feel like home. Like you know, like yeah, like this just it just in the line. I don't know. I just couldn't put my finger on it. And then I didn't like that it was so much homeless. It made me so sad. Yeah. Well. It yeah. made me sad a You're lot. You're gonna find so. that pretty much anywhere in the Bay Area, unfortunately, because it's just the homelessness is just crazy. Because I mean, it's California. You know, it's expensive as fuck to live out here. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you, I think, like you said, go to San Diego and then you can kind of compare and contrast because I will say San Francisco is not, it's its own like area. It's not necessarily all of the Bay. You know what I mean? So like you have Oakland, yeah. you have San Jose, you have other, Berkeley, like different areas that are a little bit, may feel a little bit more homey. But, um, cause like San Francisco feels like a, like a, like a true big city to me, like a New yeah. York or something where I can see me doing business in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see me doing big business there. Um, like, like a storefront, like once pretty Rose is on that level, mm-hmm. like, like we lately, like everywhere <laughs> I can see us having like a, a beautiful, uh, store display there. Cause I feel like it's. The trolley. Oh, I love the trolley. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. obsessed with the trolley. You know, so I don't I think I've ever actually there. rode a trolley. I don't huh? think about it. I don't think I've ever been on a, one of the trolleys out there. Oh, my God. It's an experience. Like, I had mm-hmm. the time of my life on those trolleys. Like, I wanted to ride it all day back and forth. No. I also, like, when I'm in San Francisco, it's for a very specific reason. So, I, that's probably why I don't ever ride the trolleys. Because it's not, like, just to yeah. go and explore the city. Because the city just, my anxiety goes through the fucking roof. You can't make left turns. People just be walking in the street. Like, between the battle between my car and your body, like, my car will win. So please don't just rush in front of the car. Like, yeah. what is happening right now? But What do you think about the dispensaries there? I've only been to a few. Um, so San Francisco has the only... Um, consumption lounge in this area in the bay area um i don't know if they have i'm sure they have more down like in la and other places but in the bay area i believe there's only one um and so i went there and it was really nice i forget the name of it though and but it was like still during covid so you couldn't actually smoke in there you could do like edibles and stuff like that but you couldn't actually smoke so i feel like i didn't get the full experience um so i definitely have to go back and then there was, like, another dispensary right around the corner. And that was where I found my love of Jeter's. So I feel, like, eternally grateful. Um, but also cannot remember their name. <laughs> um, and those are the only two places I've ever been in San Francisco. So it's hard to, like, have an opinion. I absolutely need to explore more. <laughs> So that's on the list for now that it's summertime and like 
germs are not as much, but like there's still a lot. I'm very, I, ooh, I'm very big germaphobe. <laughs> so like going, me too. Yeah, like going out and being around people still very much makes my heart palpitate. <laughs> How do you do? How do you deal with people shaking your hands? Cause, or maybe I don't know if that's just mine. I hate touching people's hands. I hate when people shake my hands. I just think it's the grossest thing ever. And I even I was so happy about the COVID because I was like, Man, people won't touch me now. Like I have a reason to tell people not to touch me and not sound like a bitch. No, <laughs> I've never been a handshaker. I don't know. I don't think people really try and shake my hands that often. And um, maybe because I was in the military. Yeah, no, people don't try it, but, but hugs, people always want to hug, like hug goodbye, hug hello or whatever. Why are you touching me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not like, a hugger either. Yeah. I don't like to be touched and, and my family and my friends all make fun of me. They're like, you're just so weird. And I'm like, no, like, I don't know where your body has been. Like, I don't want your germs. I don't want your dirt. And I really do have a thing about my hands being dirty. Um, like, I, I freak out a little bit. Um, my mom talks about me all the time because, like, I hate cleaning chicken. I don't like getting... I just don't like stuff on my I hands. I hate cleaning bathrooms. Yeah, like... like, I don't like stuff on my hands. Like, I can almost get dirty other like other places, but if my hands are clean, I can kind of deal with it. Me too. But if my hands are, if there's anything on my hands, I'm like, get it off now. Do you pump your own gas? Yeah. I use a glove. I don't, I like, but I have a lot if of I, If I don't use a glove, I feel like little things are crawling on me all day, like, until I wash my hands. Yeah, no, I, I just don't use gas. a glove, but I that is an idea because, well, and then, what was I doing this morning? And I was like... If I did this with gloves, I would feel so much better. I don't know what the hell. Pumping gas. No, I don't remember what the hell I was doing, but I was doing something this morning, and I remember having that thought, like, man, I wish I had gloves, and I didn't have any gloves. Um, <laughs> but no, I but I I wash my hands a lot, like as much as I possibly can. So like. When and I've always been like that. So when Corona started, I was like, "Look, I've been preparing for this my whole life." Me too. <laughs> I swear, literally verbatim, I said that. I was like, "Yo, like this ain't nothing for me." Yeah. Like, I'm like, "Yes, I'm actually happy. Everyone else can have a certain level of cleanliness, like, right. cause clearly motherfuckers forgot, you know." <laughs> yeah, I don't like my hands being dirty. It's very. I'm, my family talks about me all the time, but I'm like, whatever. I'm clean. Okay. Um, we got so far off topic, but that's exactly what this show is about. It's exactly what the sister <laughs> smoke session is about. Real quick, um, uh, because we were talking about mental health and how important it is, I always like to check in with my guests and see, you know, do a quick temp check. What how's your mental health been? How's your week been? Like I said, it's been a crazy, crazy, crazy mind-boggling week um just like with everything going on with like Roe versus Wade being overturned gun laws that are just crazy and you know I just it just it's a lot so yeah I think it's even more important now to check in and see how are you and your mental health doing um, 
honestly, I've learned myself. I learned how in situations where there's a lot of big conversations around really heavy topics, I tend to stay off of social media because I already don't watch the news. I don't watch the news at all. Like, I can't be around. I can't be in the room when it's playing because they, oh. It's so depressing. Over and over. Like, I can't. It's so depressing. Like. It's so depressing. My dad, he loves it. Oh, he eats it up. Like, it's, that's the only channel he watched. Like, and I'm just like, please, not around my kids. Look, 42-year-old murder strangled from her balcony. I'm like, please, my kids can't because you sleep with that. You, like, that's. You know, like, no, I can't do it. So, um, for me, self-care is I don't do the media. I don't do the news, I mean. Um, and then just stepping away. Like, when there's a lot of topics where there's a lot of heavy emotions and a lot of people have heavy, intense, aggressive emotions behind it, I just, I can't. I steer away from it. You know, we, I might have a, a private conversation with a few of my homegirls, you know, get their opinions, they get mine, but... Other than that, I, I just can't. So that's self-care for me. Yeah, I think I have so to take that. So my mental is good. My mental is actually really good. My mental is probably the best that it's been in a very long time. Um, I'm taking breaks. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm following my boundaries when it comes to my emotions, when I'm tired. I feel like when you do that, when you have very strict, strict burn, uh, boundaries, when it comes to how you love yourself and care for yourself and you actually stick to them, you don't fold to them. You know, you don't say yes when you mean no. You know, I believe that's self-care as well. So, Absolutely. yeah, my mental is cool right now. Thank God. Yeah, I I applaud your uh, dedication to those boundaries because it's not easy. and uh, But they are necessary. And I do, I think I'm going to have to take, like, a, book, a page out of your book because, I've like you said, I it's draining me like being on these things and like seeing all these things that are happening in the world like i can feel myself shutting down in while i'm scrolling and like seeing all of these things about you know how the world is on fucking fire um and i'm like i don't like this i don't i don't like i i literally can feel myself shutting down I think I've gotten you know, to that you point. The narrative. Right. And you so I'm like, why do I keep, right. Why do I keep, um, and it's out of habit. That's what it is. It's now breaking the habit. Now that I'm self-aware enough yes. to be like, okay, this is happening. Now I have to, you know, do the action of stopping yes. this from happening. And that's where I'm at because I was like, dude, every time I'm on Instagram, my, I feel like literally like your energy levels, like, you know, in the cartoons where you see the thermometer going down, like that's literally what I feel like happening in my body. And I've never felt that feeling before. I've never been aware of the feeling before. And so now it just feels like 10 times harder. And so I applaud you. I say all of that to say I applaud you for being able to set the boundary of this is not serving me. This is draining me. And so I need to step away. Um, because it's not easy. If nothing more than just breaking the habit isn't easy, you know. I ask God every day. Um, maybe not every day. I'm gonna laugh. But I get I ask God uh, uh, often. You know, keep me aware. And sometimes awareness is not always easy because when you say awareness, that means awareness of everything. So that means now you have to be aware of how everything affects you. So it's mm-hmm. almost like 
you're the star of your world and your universe. And it's your job to make sure you have as much ease as possible. So if that means not being around people who drain the fuck out of you, that's family, friends, whomever, you know, not being around those people, not watching certain shows, not listening to certain music that makes you feel like you want to call your baby daddy and cuss them out. Like, you know, like, you, you know, different stuff yeah. like that. Like, you really have to be aware so that you know what's creating anxiety in my life. You know, maybe I should wake up an hour early if that means I'm not going to have to fight as much traffic and be tense and stressed and cussing people out and late because it might be an accident. You know what I mean? Just that's what I mean. That's why you have to be aware so that you can, you know, reprogram yourself and retrain and make adjustments to your life so that you have more ease. And for me, that is cutting the news out. Like I said, I just, I can't. Girl, I would be locking the door. Oh, somebody coming to kidnap me. Like, you know, that's what that, that's what that would do to you. And, you know, then you spread that to your children. And it's just, I always say, there's more good in the world. People just focus on the negative. So it just seems like there's more bad, more killing, more stealing, more hate. There's a lot of people really, really happy. That's just not shown as much, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sorry, we're on tape. See, I'm high. No, that I I think about that a lot because I work in customer service, and so there's times where I'm like, "Yo, my company really must fucking suck," because all this is all I hear is negative, 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 and it like one day it was like a light bulb. Like, no, it's not that they suck. You just only hear and see the negative. You don't see the positive because then from, from my stand, my position in the company, I'm here to help the people who have complaints, right? So that's all I'm going to see. But um, that doesn't mean that that's all there is. That's all I see, but it doesn't mean that that's all there is. And so when I finally started thinking about it that way, it honestly made it easier to deal with um, the negative stuff because I knew... Truthfully and honestly, this is a small part of the bigger picture, and that makes it easier for me to deal with that small part. Yes. So I'm also a Reiki certified. I'm not sure if you're if you know what that is, but mm-hmm. uh, it's like an energy healer. So in order to be an energy healer, you have to be able to protect your energy. So that was the thing that I was missing. I didn't know how to protect my energy, and sometimes I still do a bad job of it. Um, and it's it's not necessarily avoiding situations, you know. I mean, of course, if you if you don't, if you can't, because some people are very sensitive to energies. They can't go to malls or, like, festivals and stuff. It's just, it, it shows up as anxiety. Mm-hmm. That's what a, a lot of people don't realize. A lot of anxiety sometimes may have a spiritual aspect to it as well, and you don't realize it. Like, you may get overstimulated, and you, you know, maybe have a panic attack or something like that, but um, Tim, I forgot my point. Yeah. I, I love when it happens and it's not me. Because nine times out of ten, it's me that forgets my point. It's what? Nine times out of ten, it's me forgetting my point. So when it's well, not it me, I feel seen. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. It was about to be good. So see, my thing is I'll be having side conversations in my head and then it, like, I, I veered off and right. I thought I was going to go back and it was like, nah, bitch. Right. Hit a stop sign. So dope. It'll come back to me at the most random time. But anyway, yes, it wasn't meant to say. My mom always says, but. she's like, that's what she, she's like, well, it must have not been important. I'm like, no, but I think it was. <laughs> yeah. It'll are, come back when it's time. 
Right. There are times where I'm like, okay, that pro- it probably whatever it was, it probably wasn't important. But there are times where I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure this was this was something I was supposed to say. Well, I am glad to hear that you are protecting your energy. I'm glad to hear that you are doing um, the self care work that you need to do to make sure that you are a whole you, and um, that's just so beautiful. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. See, there we go. Um, so, protecting my energy, there's different techniques for you to, you know, remove it, like, move, remove people's energy. Like, I do this thing, it's like a, a brushing technique that I learned when I was going through my Reiki training, and it's basically like, you know, taking deep breaths, and just, like, I do it in moments where I feel like I'm getting super duper anxious, because sometimes you're carrying other people's anxiety, and you don't realize it. You know, when you walk into, like, at the airport, that might not even be your anxiety. You just around a whole lot of people. So you got all that people. Stress, traveling is stressful. So you're mm. carrying up people's stress, and, and I'm going to miss my gate, and people running past you, and kids, how, like, you know, that creates anxiety. So there's things that I do in those moments where even sometimes I visualize it in my head. If I'm not, like, I'm like okay, I look stupid if I do this right now. <laughs> you know, like, what the fuck is she doing? You know, so I can do it in my head, and I, it'll still kind of give the same effect. So you know, I'll take a deep breath and I'll wipe, you know, down my arm and then I'll do the other arm and I'll do that a few times until I'm just like, okay, I feel good. I don't feel as anxious. I took some deep breaths. You know, I wipe that energy because that's not my energy. I wipe that energy off of me, you know. I love that. Yeah. Um, my, that was another, uh, I like a grounding technique that my, my therapist told me. It's like just when you feel yourself, when you feel your your heart starts to palpitate and stuff, you know, take those deep breaths, breathe, center yourself, calm. And the first, I remember the first time I did it, like in the midst of me feeling like I was about to have a, a panic attack. And I was like, oh shit, that really worked. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> what, mm-hmm. l- let's put this in our toolbox for future use <laughs> because that really worked. So that I, I fully agree that, um, Deep breaths, finding a way to remove that anxious energy from your your body is um, a great way to deal with your anxiety. Yes. Fresh air, eating good foods, breathing deeply, moving your body, you know, meditation. You know, I always say I try and meditate, but, you know, like, what? What is that, not what is it really, because I know what it is, but I feel like I sit there with my eyes closed, and then I just start thinking about stuff, and then I start getting sleepy. You know what I realized, and I think it's just, because I I, I, I should say I practice meditation, because I don't feel like I've ever, like, meditated the whole time. Like, it's not in my mind. Like, my mind just goes, and I'm like, oh, shit, you're supposed to be meditating. Exactly. What I'm supposed to do next week, my pack, like my packing is, you know, and then I just put my mind back, and I was like, oh, that's what meditation is, training yourself to take your mind back, no matter what, to where it's still, like where you're not, because your mind is always gonna wander off. I don't, I mean, I don't know if that's for everybody, but I believe your mind is always going to wander and, and come up with scenarios and different things. You just have to train and reprogram it to go back to that narrow line, that in-between what's real or what you want to be real, you know? So I think that's what meditation is for me because 
even when I'm not sitting there practicing meditation and, and I'm actually in a real life anxiety state or a moment, it's almost like I'm using the technique that I learned in meditation to take your mind back. You know, that's very interesting. I uh, that is a way I've never looked at it before, and I think I'm gonna I'm like the next time I have this that moment I'm gonna try that and see how I feel. Um, I believe calm is boring to us. That's why we get sleepy when we meditate. My we're mind used to chaos. Is, we're used to anxiety. We're used to go 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 rush rush mm-hmm. rush rush. Lots of million things. My to mind do. is blah, 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 always blah, 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 moving. Time. Like I tell, always I always moving, always moving, and like how the time people are like, "What do you say?" I'm like, "I'm not just staring off into space. I'm thinking. Like I am always I'm planning. thinking. I'm planning my next about move. something." Yes. And so, there are times where I'm sitting there thinking about my thought patterns. Like, how did I get here? Let's go back. One, two, and like, and it's like <laughs> my brain is just always moving, and so. Thinking of it as me- meditation, as training my brain to slow down, actually feels like it makes or go back to that state of calm, like you said. I think that um, it's one of those like kind of like huh moments. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. I appreciate that insight right there. Oh, thank you. I mean, I feel like that was a recent discovery for me because I was just like, how I've been trying this long, and I still ain't. Right. Like, do, does anyone have it mastered? I don't right. think so. Right. <laughs> I don't think so. Because I'm like, I like, what is it? Is it like the thinking? Is it not thinking? Because it's very hard for me not to think. I recommend um, being high. I like to smoke oh. when I do. Because it just, because then I just feel like in a euphoric state. Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost like all the problems that I've been having, I'm able to solve. Like, because mm-hmm. I was still long enough. Mm-hmm. Like, it's more about the stillness and, you know, focusing instead of all the extra chatter. Mm-hmm. You know, all the extra chatter. I got to do this and do it, whatever. You know, so at least that's for, for me. And I don't, I definitely don't have it mastered. <laughs> so, um, this is so far off what we were talking about, but um, you said you, you do Reiki. What is, what is that exactly? Because I've seen it, I've heard about it, but I've like, and I've always wanted to like, I'm very much of a Googler. <laughs> I love researching things. I love deep diving into different things and like just, you know, learning things. And that is one of the things on my list. So I'm just interested to, to know more about it from you. Okay, so Reiki is, because you know, everything is energy. And so basically Reiki is, where, like, I could do Reiki on you on the phone right now. I wouldn't because I haven't been practicing. Um, but, so this is how my Reiki, my instructor, uh, or, yeah, so she's my therapist. So she, um, like, I'll lay down. Like, I may tell her, like, these are the things I'm dealing with. Or I may not tell her anything. I may not want to talk about it. But she's able to go through my different chakras. And she may feel, like, something around my heart chakra. Like, what, you know, hey, this one is really, really blocked. This is feeling really heavy. I'm feeling some heat. Like, she may hover her. So they don't actually touch your body. They, like, cover their hands over you, and you can feel, like, literally, I because I, my eyes are closed, I can tell exactly where she is based off of I, whatever sensation I feel. 
Like, you know what I mean? So she may feel something around my heart chakra or my sacral chakra and, you know, or say, hey, this is what I'm seeing. She may see like, oh, I, I see you and your kids happy. You know, I see this happening. So basically, it's just helping remove blocks. It can help remove sickness from your body. And I mean, not all things I'm going to say it's going to cure cancer or anything like that. But, you know, if you're dealing with a breakup or you're dealing with some grief, it can, like, help remove some of that energy from your body. And um, how did you, if you don't mind me asking, because I, I realize this is not what we talked about, talking about. Um, yeah. How did you, like, <clears throat> discover or figure out that this was the right way for you to, to heal yourself and the, the right journey for you? Um, well, I think with me being a free spirit and I just, I, I like to, I want to experience every piece of life almost. Like that might not be a good thing because mm-hmm. I literally almost want to experience everything because that's the only way we truly know what's right for us, right? So, you know, I grew up Christian and a lot of the stuff that I'm aware of now would not have definitely been frowned upon in my house, like yoga and crystals and, you know, different stuff like that. So I actually went to massage school a few years back. Like I said, I just like to do different stuff. So I went to massage school and it was just amazing because that's when I started to meet all my hippies. Like, you know, most people in massage are just like spiritual people and they got the crystals and the, the root chakra and the Kundalini yoga, you know, and all these different things. So, I believe that going through massage school uh, took me through a spiritual awakening so that I I just had a a different level of awareness of, you know, just toxins and my body and taking care of my body and spiritually and making sure I'm okay and, you know, just different things like that. So then it, it, you know, once you're supposed to be on a certain path, like once you're aligned, I I went to get a massage at this place. And when the lady got done, she said, hey, can I give you a message? I'm like, huh? She said, well, I hope you don't mind, but I, I performed Reiki on you while you, while I was doing your massage. I'm like, what, what's, what's, what's Reiki? Like, no, you know, put some real spirit on me. Like, what right. <laughs> and then the message she gave me, it was just confirmation for everything that I had been thinking. So, so just having confirmation on, you know, the things that maybe create that cycle, that thought pattern, that anxiety, having confirmation, it creates ease. So when I'm asking her, like, what are you doing? So I kept going back to her, um, and then I decided that I wanted to do this because I feel like I'm such an energy person already. It just feels like this is me, like this is the type mm-hmm. of person I am, and I am a healer, you know? So that sounds real crazy saying I'm a healer. I know I can't just be saying it because I don't know who your listener base is. <laughs> but, um, but there are certain things with, like, different type of energy healers and, um, you know, some people may be healers because they're really good at listening. Because a lot of people don't listen well. So if you're a really, really good listener, you may be a, um, you may be great at being a therapy. A therapist is a healer because they listen to people. They help. They're able to help people sort through things. So that's what I mean when I'm saying a healer. I'm not saying I'm God or anything like that. But um, and I fully agree with that. I fully agree with that. There are different kinds and different. I don't even want to say different levels. I feel like that's different kinds I like yeah that. I like different yeah different kinds um, yeah. and I think that they're all important and I think it's oh, important, so important right I think it's important to have different kinds of healers in your life 
And and like you said, if that's a form of somebody who is a good listener or a form of somebody who just understands you, like that can be healing. Like to have somebody who understands you at the base of what you do is very therapeutic. Because I think a lot of people are going through this life just trying to be understood. And, and so if you find that, that can be healing. Um, a doctor is a healer. A ther- like you said, a therapist is a healer. So I, I fully agree with, uh, yeah. with that statement. And I think that's so beautiful that she found you. And, yeah. And I think it, it, it speaks again to um, what, is meant, what is meant for you is will find you. What is meant for you will be. Um, because she definitely found you. You didn't have to go searching for her. She found you and gave you the message and said, hey, here you go. Yeah, so, yeah, it's beautiful, though. I love it. I love just being in that community. And the reason why I say I couldn't do Reiki on anyone, because you have to act, actually be protecting your energy and making sure you're, you're, you're doing right, because you can't perform something on someone. That's why, you like, when it comes to, like, praying and anything like that, you can't let everyone bless you mm-hmm. you know so that's why i was like i wouldn't want to perform reiki on anyone when i know i haven't been eating right and sleeping right and protecting my energy like you know what i mean so mm-hmm. i was like no mm-hmm. and i take that stuff serious yeah i think you have to mm-hmm. do you, does does cannabis uh play into that for you in any way like supporting your journey does it um influence your journey in any way it, when I'm and I'm talking about like the Reiki and the energy healing and stuff like that um I do I think so I think cannabis is able to help me go into a deeper state so when it is when I am trying to meditate or um you know I because you know what I'll say this so meditation is difficult for me I'm a daydreamer daydreaming is a real thing it's a really good thing so i feel like daydreaming is better for people who have a, a like a wondering mind mm-hmm. versus meditation because it's hard for us to part our mind but if we go with it and we go through the vision the visuals like actually we sit down to actually um that's another thing i do i do flow dreaming uh it's a podcast you should really check it out. i know i do a lot of woo-woo shit but hey it works for me so it's called flow dreaming so it's basically you know, you may have the lady on the podcast taking you through this guided visuals and like you're just imagining it and you're seeing it. But I like to do it on my own as well. So I'm just like daydreaming, you know, daydreaming my life. And you have to feel the emotions. Honestly, flow dreaming is probably what helps me manifest my life the best because it's flow dreaming, aka daydreaming combined with emotion. So it's like, if I got a new house or when I get a new house, I'm seeing it. What type of house is it? What are my feelings? Oh my God, I just got chills. Like, you know, thinking that like I'm feeling the chills because that's how excited I am. I see my kids happy, you know, Oh, if I want a million dollars or, you know, my company makes a million dollars this year, what does that feel like? What does that look like? Who do I have to be to be like, you know what I mean? So it's like, you're visualizing all of these things. So it's like, girl, the manifestations be real when you do closure. I um again that video that I was watching and I'll have to I'll have to find the video because I can't remember what it was now um but that's what she was talking to and I talking about was manifesting and how she manifested this life of abundance and I was like 
yes, I want to know these things. <laughs> I want to know how to do that. And that, like, what you're describing is exactly what she was saying. This is, like, visualize it. Sit. Visualize it. See yourself. See or identify how you feel or how you would feel as, you know, whatever it is you want to be or who you want to be or what you want yeah. to have or whatever. And it's very powerful. And so powerful. And even for, like you said, for me, it was even more powerful to just hear about it because I haven't, I, I just watched a video last night, so I haven't had time to really sit and be still and like... You just watched what video? It was a video on YouTube. Oh, okay. Um, and I just watched it last night, so I haven't had time to really sit and be still and try it myself. But even just watching her describe it and hearing you describe it right now, I'm like, I can imagine how that would feel. And it makes me like very excited to like, like try this out. And, and, and cannabis definitely, I can see it being that thing that just pushes you even deeper into that feeling to just make it even more real. Yeah. We actually have articles on um I'm trying to up our blog on Pretty Rose. I have some, some really great writers on the team. Um so basically uh one of the last articles was like the things that go great with weed. So like weed and meditation, weed and sex, weed and exercise, you know. So definitely make sure y'all check out um some of our blogs because they really help, you know, right. just kind of show you how great this flower is. Weed and manifestation. Yes. Oh, yes. I like that. That is. Yeah, I'm like you. I'm telling you that video. I'm gonna have to put the the link to that video in the show notes because that video and this conversation. Because this is absolutely not what we were gonna talk about. (laughs) But (laughs) I. This is a conversation that I've been really wanting to have, and I've been looking for the right person to have it with. And I would have never known that it would be you. Um, I I feel so blessed right now and um very much led we we me and you know this this conversation was supposed to happen what two weeks ago and i feel like it happened when it was supposed to happen and and for this exact reason so that we could have this conversation in this moment um because those these two things together has really kind of uh put things into perspective for me so i'm i very much appreciate and we're just beginning. We're just, we're just, we haven't even started talking about the other stuff. That's crazy. This has been amazing. Um, can I ask? We're not, we're, we'll come back. We'll come back to this, this part. But can I ask what you're smoking today? Like we, that, like I said, we haven't even gotten to that part yet. So I got to tell you this. So I had a party. Uh, so with Pretty Rose, we do private parties. And there was a lot of Pretty Rose, pretty, like they actually had them stuffed with flowers and they had three different options. So I was kind of just grabbing them. So I know it's the indica, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. And I typically like to know what I'm smoking, but I don't know what I'm smoking. But I trust it because it came from my seed. So. Right. And you know it was an indica. So was everything at the party indica? Is that how you know? Um, I think so. Um, I think so. Because so the food was infused. So the chefs kind of curated the what infusions were and what time they came out. And people could, you know, be good and then slowly start going down. You know, indicas and time to go to bed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you normally, um, are you normally more indica leaning, more sativa leaning? Um, 
typically I like sativa, but I realize I'm already a high, I'm an already high energy person. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it just makes me too, too on go. It's like, no, you probably need an indica because that'll balance you out and mm-hmm. keep you focused. So just kind of learning. That's why it's important to know the different strains and, you know, what everything means. So you can know how it works with you, especially if you have anxiety. You should know what you're smoking. You should know what works with you. What doesn't work for you? I do like to um, smoke indica. I just, I was resistant towards it because, I like to work. I like to be busy. It's like, no, bitch, lay down. Indica is for self-care. I'll mm-hmm. say. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And I think, um, I think it is, a, uh, I like how you said that you, you tried to stick with the sativa, right? Because that's supposed to be what gets you up and going and gets you working, what gets you focused, um, which is why I use it because I am a naturally lazy ass person. Um, <laughs> Like I don't, I don't need any help sleeping at all ever. <laughs> I I excel in that area of life. Um, hey, I love you. Yeah. So you you went towards the sativas because that's what they say. This is what is you know for this, and this is what you should do so that you could be productive. And you were like, yo, but really, what does my body need? <laughs> my body already is naturally sativa (laughs) like is naturally get up and go i am sativa. (laughs) right exactly and i love that you tried something and then decided to listen to your body and then go with that and you were so intentional um i'm gonna do an intentional plug of the intentional highness journal here that is exactly what the journal is for so you can keep track of what you're consuming how you're consuming it how it affects your body and so that you can um, go back to that if you need to and have that intention, intentional high every time. Ooh, so intentional high. Yes. I love it. Yes. So if you guys want to order your intentional high, intentional high, look, see, I'm high as fuck. I can't even get the name right. Intentional Highness Journal. Go to the website, www.bluntlyblackgirls.com to place your order. I think I said too many W's. I don't know. Whatever you guys know, bluntlyblackgirls.com. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I indica last probably two to three months. Like an eighth of indica will last forever in my house or in my room because I don't need no help sleeping. Yeah. And if I smoke indica, that's exactly what I'm gonna go do. Like n- literally, yeah. nothing else is happening that day. But see, that's why it's important to know because you just out here buying random weed and you don't know and you're wondering why you're so lazy. It's like because you was already a lazy person mm-hmm. and now you're like lazy, lazy. Like, you know what I mean? But it's like not even really lazy. It's just how your body's set up. And mm-hmm. then you're not you're not getting, you're not, you know, ingesting the right things to like, you know, react the right way with your body. Like, you know, so that's, I mean, it's important. Yeah. And then, you know, even within, because truly and honestly, most things aren't, completely sativa and or completely indica anyways right um and what a sativa does what one sativa does for me can do the exact opposite for somebody else and still be a sativa like it's just a matter of how your body interacts with those those specific endocannabinoids and what it does because there's some that i take and i get too high and other people they're like or I get too, like, tangy, 
tangible, any of that, anything with tangy in it, I get shit the shakes. And, like, I can't sit still. I feel my heart racing. But, you know, that's a sativa. Like, that's normally what I go to. But there's just too much sativa. So it's good to know what your body does or doesn't like. I think that's what I'm trying to say in a very long way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't... Oh, no, what is this? This is... You have some indica in a pretty rose, and I love that. And I have Spy Rock Sour from Coastal Sun, which is my one of my absolute favorite brands out here. And it's supposed to be, like, a pretty, like, straight-on hybrid. Um, elevated body, or relaxed body and elevated spirit. And that's... I would agree with that description. Because I feel like I feel like I can't feel my ears. But can you ever really feel your ears? Mm-hmm. Dang, this is definitely a hot conversation. Because I'm like, I never thought about it. Like, now I want to feel my like, Right. I can wiggle my ears. Let me see. That's so weird. <laughs> it's just, oh, can you say it? it? That's so weird. <laughs> It's okay because your earrings are cute, so that's all that matters. I'm oh, like, I've been staring you. at the earrings this whole time. You have to tell me where you got those. Oh, thank you. My cousin gave them to me. She's the best. Yes, those are so cute. Um, no, I have really small ears, so maybe that's why I can't feel them. Me too. Yeah. Do you not see my ears? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody. I, I've had people make fun of my ears. Uh, this guy who used to do my hair, he said, You got a big head and got the nerve to have some tiny ears. <laughs> <laughs> that's what my mom says. <laughs> I was like, and I never realized like that my ears are small until like other people told me. I was like, these aren't normal size ears. They're not though. They're like, no, they're know, like, right? they're like this big. It's always other people pointing stuff out. Right. So I was like, that's why you don't listen well. I that's what. Hey, I <laughs> that's what I started I telling people. You. I don't have enough ear space. That's what I started telling people. They're like, you don't listen. I'm like, no, I just have small ears, so I can't hear you. Right. <laughs> I'm <They're>, challenged. <coughs> My ears filter out the bullshit. They only let the good shit go through. That's right. that's what it is. Exactly. That's what it is. <laughs> that's hilarious. Another small eared person. I I knew we were gonna vibe. I knew it. I know, right? <laughs> we got tiny ears. We like connect to other stuff. <laughs> Dermaphone. Right. <laughs> My goodness, that is hilarious. So <laughs> let's get into our high blessings real quick. And it's funny because when we were talking earlier, and I'll be 100% honest, I'm quite high, so I don't exactly remember what we were saying, like, exactly, but I remember that it related to my high blessing. (laughs) Um, So, my high blessing is, uh, my affirmation for today is, um, I don't know how, but I have faith that everything will work out. And for me, that's one that I have to, like, I have written down a lot of times because I'm very much a planner. I'm very much a perfectionist. I'm very much, I need to know the how. I need all the steps. And I need to have plans for the backups to the backups, you know? And so um, I've been really trying to learn 
to just have faith that I don't always necessarily and I will not be able to always necessarily have all the steps out in front of me and know exactly what's going to happen, but that I need to have faith that it will happen because this is my destiny. This is my purpose. This is my plan. And it's going to happen. Not to get biblical, but they always say faith without works is dead. I believe the works is actually believing. Mm -hmm. So you have people say they have faith. You know, sometimes that's hope. Mm -hmm. But is it faith that it will work Mm -hmm. out? Faith is knowing that no matter what, no matter how scary it is. And we're like, because it's been times where I've been got low. And I'm like, okay, God, I know you're going to pull me through this, but uh, it's getting a little hot. (laughs) Let's get a little close to the fire. Like, when you going to pull me up? I done learned my lesson. You know, so faith is knowing that no matter how hot it gets, how turbulent it gets, that everything is going to work out. And honestly, perfectionism is a form of procrastination. It will hold Ooh. you back. Ooh, girl, stop reading my life right you. now. Stop reading it me right now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I, I speak it. I speak it because I've lived it and I know it. <sighs> so it's anxiety. It's mm-hmm. all wrapped up. And I just want every detail. Okay. Mm-hmm. So do what you got to do. Like, this is what I have to ask myself, because I get caught up in the details. And I'm like, if it ain't right, it can't go out. Like, mm-hmm, yeah, fuck, I can't. Mm-hmm, and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, what can you sacrifice in this moment? What's most important? Like, use it, because I mean, if all the details aren't right now, use it as a level of opportunity. Let people see, like, see, it was a little janky at first. But look at us now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? So, I wasn't all, all the way ready when I started ZZ's. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't look how I wanted it to look, how it looks now. You know, but it was just like, am I going to wait on it? Because where the money going to come from if I'm waiting? You know, so just start. People will people will appreciate you starting mm-hmm. and then being consistent to where you are in the next phase. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit better than it was when it started. You know, give yourself grace. Like my logo's name, give yourself some grace. Allow things to um, align in due time, you know, but, but you have to start. Don't let procrastination and perfectionism keep you from starting. A word. And, you know, I've very recently, like, I've known these things, right? Um, I, not to toot my own horn, but I'm smart. I'm like, I, I know these and I think. I can and, tell. And, and I put a lot of thought into things, but it's the action that I've always, like I said, I'm a lazy ass person <laughs> by nature. It's the action that's always been the hard part for me. And so, um. I realized that for me, the procrastination, a lot of it was fear or the, the perfectionism, a lot of it was fear, which turned into procrastination, which ends up just being a vicious cycle. Right. And I think, like you said, deciding that you have to do this anyways and just doing it, even if it's not perfect, is better than not doing it at all. Right. Uh, so, right. and I really, you know, you you gave me another huh moment there with that um, hope versus fear. I mean, uh, hope versus faith, and 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 faith is the doing, but the whole if you if you're just sitting there and and hoping something gets better, but you're not doing anything to actually help that. Is that really stepping out on faith? And I don't think so. I think I very much agree. I think that's just hope. And I don't think I've ever made that distinction before. You know what? I've never even said that before. 
Don't you love when you like have you you just be sitting there talking? Right, you just be talking and talking and talking and talking. And then you say something, you be like, damn, that was good. Did that just come out my mouth? Did that just come out my mouth? You know what? I do believe that God speaks through us sometimes because, mm-hmm. you know, now that I'm in this new space and being on the podcast and Pretty Rose blowing up and doing all these things, sometimes I watch myself back on camera and I'm like, I don't remember that. I don't. I said that. Like, it doesn't feel like I'm watching me. It's almost like something from somewhere, you know, is there for me. Like, you know, and I'm sure I'm sure that's just confidence or I don't know, but it's just it's like almost like I don't know that or I'm surprised by that because mm-hmm. I'm like, that's not, that's me. Mm-hmm. When you said that, that's I was me? just like, huh, she's right. <laughs> like, that's not, that's hope. That's not faith. That's not stepping, because again, I'm a lazy ass person, so I will be the one who's just sitting there hoping and praying and wishing and all these things, but without the action, that's not really stepping out on faith. And if that's what we're doing, then we got to do it. Nah, then you're giving the universe a 50-50 toss-up. Right, right. It's going to always lean more towards the, the side of your negativity because if you're already hoping, then that means you already have that lack the doubt. of mindset in a lot of other areas. Mm-hmm. So you're just going to keep manifesting low vibrational things, things that don't work out, almost worked out. Damn it, I almost had the opportunity. I almost had that job. I almost did this, mm-hmm. you know, because that's what you're putting out there. Yeah, I think that was, I very much appreciate those words. Helped reframe. I'm a truth teller. That's all my, that's also my healing power. I'm a truth teller. Yeah, that helped me reframe some things. So I I appreciate it. We all need that. Right, right. So, I mean, I know you're over here already giving me a word, but (laughs) did you have um, a, a high blessing that you wanted to share with us today? affirmation for yourself today um live to learn learn to live 100 percent each day i give mm. i like that i like to learn to live because uh... <coughs> a lot of us aren't living we're surviving like <laughs> So many, exactly. so many obstacles that came at us that, as, you know, from a, a child, being a child, you know, it's it's hard to undo those things if you don't have someone who knows how to help you through that. Because honestly, the only true way to heal is to face it. Suppressing your traumas will get you nowhere. You will be loop, looping in the same cycle over and over. And although healing and facing yourself is probably the most difficult option it's the most rewarding it's the most freeing it's the most man i'm telling you every time i drop a demon i manifest my next level like you know Mm -hmm. what i mean because i'm letting go forgiving finding peace facing the the traumas the the hatred and the bitterness and the anger and like where is that coming from why am i like this why am i so this like you know actually dealing with it so right i love that um i yeah i was gonna say coasting a lot of us are just coasting and, and yeah, autopilot. right. And that's not living. And there's so much more. And I think we're conditioned to think coasting is living and it's not, there's so much more meant for us as people, as individuals, as families, as whoever you are, 
um, in this world than to just exist. Yes. I love it. I think it's beautiful. Um, I need to find a new word besides beautiful because I feel like it doesn't encompass the whole of my feeling. <laughs> but for now, we'll stick with beautiful. So I, I, I think uh, that that is great. That is a beautiful affirmation. Um, I affirm that for you and for myself as well because I think, you know, we could all learn to live. Yeah. Right. And to give and 100% tomorrow. and give 100%, you know, all the time yeah. and whatever you do. And 100% looks different every day. 100% means giving what you have. That doesn't mean working your fingers to the bone. It means sometimes I may wake up and I'm just like, mm, I, ain't, I ain't got it in me today. I ain't got it in me to, you know, I'm going to cancel my plans or whatever the case may be because that's my 100% is giving to myself. You know, and some days I might be able to, I don't know, say yes to everything. Like, I don't know, you know. Right. But you do it because you can, and mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. not because you're pulling. And I think that's if you're if you're pouring from a yes. full cup, then you know do do whatever. But always make sure you're pouring from a full cup. And if and if you're not, then take the time to refill your cup. Yes, and most people don't realize they are pouring from an empty cup. I always tell people, don't give me your last. If I ever need something, I'm like, hey, maybe can I borrow the hundred dollars or whatever the case may be, and that's your last. That means you're not pouring from it. You're supposed to give of your overflow, because I truly believe you're supposed to be a cheerful giver. And if I'm giving you my last, that means I'm kind of like, mm, I don't know, like it's, and I'm giving giving it to you out of it's not creating peace within me. Then I can't give it. I wish other people would look at you know situations like that. You shouldn't be giving your last. You should give it. You're giving your abundance in all things. That means your energy, your time. You know. It's like when you're on the plane and they tell you put your mask on first before you put on uh, your neighbors. Yes. Whoever's like you got to make sure you breathe before you can help somebody else breathe. Exactly. I'm very, I'm very grateful that you want to help me breathe. A hundred, eternally grateful. But I also don't want your help to be at the detriment of yourself. Exactly. That's a nice way to say it. Right. Yes. Exactly. Because, you know what, then it turns into resentment. And, yes. And that's exactly what breeds resentment. And, I, and if it's a relationship that you value or that you want in any way, shape, and form, then I never want you to resent anything. Yeah. I love that. Exactly. And I just wish people would get out of that that mindset. Because that's how a lot of us you you supposed to you supposed to do this, but it's just like if I don't have it to give, you know, then it's only hurting me. Mm-hmm. And then I, now I'm pretending. Mm-hmm. And, and one I, thing I don't like to do is pretend. I don't want to tap that girl. And it's so funny how well, it's not really funny, but. I had been depressed for so long and I didn't realize I was getting up and still showing up every day, mm-hmm. pretending. Mm-hmm. I was pretending so well that I was pretending with my damn self. I didn't even realize. I'm like, I don't even know this girl no more. Like, I'm sad. I don't have fun. I don't do this. I don't do... You know, and I'm like... And that's the, what most of us the, are doing. The high-functioning anxiety? Mm-hmm. Yes. 
and which is something yeah. that you know I'll be honest like I've I've again I'm a Google person so I have like Googled and looked at different like uh, carousels on the therapy IGs that I follow or whatever about high functioning anxiety but I also am about 99% sure that I have that or that I am that person and so I do try to avoid right um those things sometimes because it feels like I'm looking in a mirror but from the things that I have seen over it is something that is is very prevalent in um black women and very detrimental to our our mental health because we're supposed to be you know the strong black woman and Mm -hmm. the backbone of everything and the fixer of everything and the the nurturer of everyone and then we have no one to support us or we don't know how to accept support or we don't know how to ask for it. Right. All of these different variations that end up with us devaluing who we are and and making it to where we can't be the full support that we want to be to those other people and in some instances you have people the 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 what was her i can't remember her name and i feel really bad um but the miss america or miss something or other oh yes yes miss usa i think it was right and she she passed from suicide is it, yeah, she committed to... suicide. She jumped off her apartment building. Right, and, it, and her mom was saying that it was from high-functioning, she was suffering from high-functioning anxiety. And that really, I do really believe that's that superwoman complex that a lot of black it's, women... Oh, wow, yes, it is. Right, that a lot of black women um, are, are conditioned from basically infancy childhood to support everything deal with everything and and be these super women and then when we can't deal with it you know something tragic like suicide happens yeah because we're too we're too embarrassed we don't know how to ask for help the Mm -hmm. pressure we feel like we're dealing with it alone Mm -hmm. we don't know who to ask we don't want people to feel sorry for us because that's way more like horrible than anything because we don't want pity Mm -hmm. because we're used to being the saviors for everyone Mm -hmm. so when we need saving we don't know what to do because who saves the savior Mm -hmm. you know who saves them and i felt that so when she passed my family was really worried and concerned because you know her family were saying was saying they had no idea well i don't know about her mom i didn't hear her mom's interview but a lot of people was like oh she was on the news she was smiling she interviewed all these successful people like she had this appearance she had this and, you know, but she was suffering. I said she had been suffering from a, oh, for a while from the people that were close to her. And my, my dad reached out to me. And he was just like, you know, watching that, it made me concerned <laughs> about you because her family never suspected it. And that's you. Like, you show up, you do all these, you run all these businesses. And honestly, I was more appreciative that I felt seen. And I not because of her death, but it was like that was the first time he had ever asked me if I was okay. Mm-hmm. Because we're, the savior is not you. No one ever, because everybody assumes you are assumes okay, you are okay mm-hmm. all the time. No one, it never crosses their mind. Mm-hmm. Not one. Mm-hmm. Are you okay? You're a single mom. Like you, 
I mean, people always say, you make it look easy. I'm like, just because I make it look easy doesn't, doesn't mean, mean it, it is. is. That's mm-hmm. if I'm okay. Right. And that's why <clears throat> every episode I check in with my guests and see how your mental health is doing because I think it is very important to have the space where we can take off that cape for even just a few minutes because it is a cape that most of us wear gracefully, graciously, um, seamlessly, without being asked, but and without asking for anything in return. But like you said, it doesn't occur to other people to say, hey, let me give you a second. Let me let you sit down and breathe and, 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 and feel something other than somebody else's feelings for a minute. And um, I think that we have to start, um, like you said earlier, setting those boundaries, right? And start demanding our minutes, our breathers, and because we deserve it for no other reason besides we're freaking human, but even for more reason that we do it for everyone else. So um, can I ask you, how how did you start to set those boundaries um, for yourself? Um, how did I start to set those boundaries for myself? Um, well, so I've been a very outspoken person for a really long time. And it goes back to my childhood, honestly. So because because of abuse that I endured as a child, um, and not feeling like I had a voice, not feeling like I could speak up. I remember thinking, like, once my dad, you know, divorced his, one of his last wives, I was like, you know what, I'll never be quiet again. Like, I'll never not speak up. Like, I, I have to have a voice. You know, I have to do what's right for me. And if that means, like, offending you or upsetting you, I'm going to do what it takes for me. You know, and I might, that, I'm sure that sounds mean and selfish, but for a long time I endured a lot mentally as a child, you know. So, I mean, of course, I still have to work on setting certain boundaries, you know, especially when you love people a lot. It's mostly with, like, family and friends. But in business... My boundaries are if it doesn't feel right, if it doesn't align. Because sometimes you meet people in business and you're not supposed to work with them right now. So if it doesn't flow, I don't do it. Um, And if I feel rushed, I don't do it. Because I used to make a lot of rushed decisions and it just wouldn't be right. So boundaries for me is just going with what feels right for me. How do I feel when I talk about this? How do I feel when I'm around this person? You know, that's what I always check in. Like you said, check, check Like, we actually, and I love that. We do that on our podcast, too, Anxiety is Love. It's called Check Your Energy. Mm-hmm. Every episode, we check our energy. Um, so just checking my energy, like taking a moment. How do I feel about this? You know, if it gives me anxiety or panic or whatever the case may be, yeah, not right now. I think asking that question um, has been a game changer for me recently. Like, asking, like, Especially when I get frustrated, because I, I, certain things don't take much for me to get frustrated. Um, 
And but I'm like, okay, but me getting frustrated is not helping the situation. Nine times out of ten, it makes the situation worse because then my mouth gets me in trouble. <laughs> um, so I think stopping when I'm feeling myself, starting to feel whatever I'm feeling, whether it's frustration, whether even when it's happy, even when it's sad, like when I feel myself feeling an emotion, I've been stopping and saying, what am I feeling right now? Like, let, let's identify this feeling and then let's decide how to move forward. And I, I don't know how I got here again. It was something you said and then I lost it. <laughs> but my point is, I think that everyone should start asking that question. Like, what is it I'm feeling? Like, let me identify this feeling and then moving from there. And then, like you said, setting the boundaries. If this feeling is not something that is conducive to your joy, something that is pouring into your cup or or bettering you in some way, shape, or form, then you set that boundary. This is not you or this thing, this event, whatever, is not something that can continue to um, pull joy from me. And then, you know, do what you do, move accordingly. Set the boundary, stick to the boundary. And I think things will uh, eventually start to feel a little bit better. Yes. <coughs> I think, um, I love the conversation that we've had today. I want to talk a little bit more about Pretty Rolls and how you got started. Okay. Um, so Pretty Rolls is a luxury experience brand that caters to the feminine smoker. So I started that because I like to smoke, but I don't know how to roll. Um, so I just thought it, was, it would be cool to create my own luxury, you know, premium pink pre-roll, you know, just kind of make it a whole experience. So, and then with me being a, a creative and after I got laid off from my job, it just was like, Oh my God, like I can have fun with this. Like I can have parties. I can have people being character with me. We can wear a pink. Like it's like, I'm creating my own little world. So it's like so fun. The party we had the other night was basically, um, it was my first speaking engagement. So I threw it after party. Um, and so I, I did private, I had a private guest list. I hand-selected all the guests. Uh, we had infused foods. I think we only, I only invited like 15 guests and then the staff. We probably, it probably was like 25 of us total. So basically they had to call the driver and say, I'm ready to roll up in luxury. And he would come and pick them up in the Tesla and then drive them around to the house. So, you know, the doors fly up, you know, real bougie, like. So I'm just like, wow, like I'm really creating parties that I would like to attend and putting my brand as the forefront of it, you know, and then for it to have the mental health backing to it, you know, the whole story, like I smoke to deal with my mental health. So being able to incorporate, you know, anxiety as a mother and the whole mental health aspect, it's just like, what? And then, so we're in 10 stores in four states right now, so... We're growing. Our brand ambassadorship program is going. You know, like we actually had some models from 
pretty rollers is what I call them, our brand ambassadors. They were some of our models serving our guests at the private experience the other night. So, you know, that's growing. So just to kind of see the support, because I went from feeling like I had no support to I'm like, wow, look at these people around me. They just want to be a part of what I'm creating because they believe in it. They see the vision. They want to align their vision my visions and we just all get money from it and we all have fun from it and we all you know make legendary status and creative stuff like you know this is just oh i love pretty rose pretty rose is my baby in case you can't see it <laughs> uh just a little <laughs> bit just a little bit <laughs> but i love that it's how you're supposed to feel that's how you're supposed to feel about your your passion and your um like you said your baby yes um so you said that you had the moments where you felt like, you know, this ain't going to work. You know, I, I, I'm crazy for doing this. How did you deal with those roadblocks and, and those struggles? And what were some of those? Man, I just kept hearing, don't give up. Like, whenever I was, because I would have my moments and I'd still be having my little moments. That's why I said we forget very quickly. Um just having those moments like this is just too much and then it's like don't quit like you there like you there like you at the finish line like stop tripping this only lasts for a season so i'm like okay just keep hustling i'm sorry i forgot the question no i told you whenever it's not me <laughs> I feel good because normally it's me who forget what the fuck I'm talking about. We be steps ahead, like even in our conversations. Exactly. And I'm like, wait, how did I get here? I know I had a point. I just don't remember what that point was. What were some of the roadblocks that you run into and like, how did you deal with them? So you did the, how did you deal with them? You just kept going. You just heard the voice. Mm-hmm. So did you, was it like, and I, I guess it doesn't really matter. It's, you know, as long as you hear the keep going. But was it like you telling yourself to keep going? Like in your head, you keep hearing, keep going, keep going. Or is it like people around you are like, nah, like you doing this shit. Keep going. Man, it was strangers. It was strangers that would reach out to me. Because they always say the people closest to you, it takes them longer to see your light because they've been so close to it for so long. Entrepreneurship is not easy, and I will never lie to you and say it is. 
I won't even I won't tell nobody that because I, I say it ain't for everybody. Everybody's not willing to sacrifice all that I have sacrificed, you know. Right. Because a lot of people want things easy. They give up so quick. They give up on simple things. You know, most of us get we quit on ourselves. You know, so it's hard in those moments where it's like, ain't you don't know how you about to make this next bill, but you have faith that your vision is all gonna pay off at some point. That's you know? I, I was gonna say that's, that's that goes right back to what you were saying before. That's the difference between hope and faith. Is right. That that action. I'm telling you that that when you said that I cannot wait <laughs> to go back and edit this just so I can get that one part. When you said that, I swear it like I heard you. <laughs> like I don't know how else to describe it, but I heard you in that moment and I was like, that's it. That that what five words was exactly what this whole conversation was about was me hearing those five yeah. words. That's gonna stick with me. Um, fuck. I forgot again. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna say yes that I agree with what you just said because I was shaking my head. I just don't remember what you were saying. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yes, I agree with you. And um. There is something I was going to ask you. I can't remember what it was. Did I tell you about Disney's? No. Yes, what is that? That's not what I was going to ask you, but tell us about it. Disney's is my food truck. I didn't mention that. You mentioned it, but you didn't say what it was. What is... So, Disney's Ice Cream Puffs is my food truck. So, it's a dessert food truck. Basically, we have a fried donut stuff, a cold ice cream in your favorite cereal toppings. So when you bite into it, it's hot and cold at the same time, and then the crunchy. I named it after my twins, Zion and Zaya. So basically, I'm raising a business until they're old enough to take it over. That is so adorable. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so we, we launched um, November 2019, and actually that took a lot of faith because you know, in my mind, I have big expectations, big hope, and not big hope, but you know, I mean, now that we done re- reframe what the word is, right? I know. But just, you know, big faith that it's gonna it's gonna do well, but it ain't gonna always do well day one, day two, or day thirty two. You know, so just having to get out there and no customers or just two or three customers, you know, about all these supplies, being like, what if we get fifty customers a day? Like, girl, now y'all only got two. <laughs> And one was asking for directions. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, so, you know, um, but yeah, like ZZ's has grown, man. Oh my God, ZZ's has grown. We've been on, the news has came and done a story on us. We, we were on the radio station. And I just feel like, honestly, me going through those moments of no customers and going out there in the rain and not knowing that's what got me to the, although, I mean, a lot of the success for ZZ's happened really quickly, but I just feel like I put in a lot of effort, a lot of effort up front, like, wasn't nobody coming to see me, and I was still going out there. You know how hard it is to get up another day and go pull out all that big equipment and do the same thing and possibly nobody come home? Mm-hmm. And I would do it, I would do it with such great joy. I'm like, because even if nobody came, that means they still saw the truck. 
They still saw it. They still rode past. Like, you know, so. They remember the name. Mm-hmm. And it, like you said, that's that faith that you have to have. That's that dedication that you have to have because this shit ain't easy. This shit ain't for the weak. This ain't, this ain't for somebody who's just, you know, oh, hey. Mm-hmm. No, like this, it's a long game. <laughs> like it's a long game and it takes time and dedication, but it is possible. It is doable. And if you put your all into it, you're going to get where you want to get. I fully yes, believe that. Yeah, people start to notice it. Yeah. Uh, you have to see, you have to show people your best. That's what I've learned. You can't be mad like, why ain't nobody support me? And I, I thought this and I thought that you have to say, oh, okay, y'all ain't supporting you. Okay, listen, that means I ain't, I ain't grinding enough. So once I, once you get to that certain point, like now everybody, everybody just wants to be a part. So everybody wants to support you and that's where you want to get to. Yeah. And that's where I'm slowly getting to. So you just can't, because people support consistency. They don't want to see you start and stop a lot of things because they don't know if it's just another project for them. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you're consistent, they'll take notice. Consistency is the key to all things, honestly. I fully believe that, and it is also the hardest part. (laughs) Yeah. It is definitely the hardest part. It is the part that I absolutely most struggle with. But once you get it down, the reward, and you know, I think one day, I, I think that kind of was the, for me, the clicky moment with consistency was I was looking for motivation to make me consistent, right? Like, I was looking for some external or internal factor that was going to make me want to get up every day and do this shit. And then one day I was like, no, I think getting up every day and doing this shit is what gives me the motivation to continue doing it. Like I was looking at it backwards. And when I had that, that like light bulb moment of like, no, the, the consistency is what motivates you and is what's going to get you the results. Since then it has gotten a lot easier. It's still difficult. I still very much struggle, (laughs) but it's been easier to motivate myself to do these things because I know this is how the consistency works. You be consistent, you get the motivation, you see the results. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it's consistency is hard. It's like it is hard. Like actual work. <laughs> That's where the manifestation heart happens. Yes. You believe long enough. Yes, and when we manifest, we manifest with cannabis. Yep, you gotta do the work. Yes, I believe this. Um, so then, what have what have been some of your greatest joys? Let's like we've talked about the hard stuff. Let's talk about the good stuff, the fun stuff. Well, it's all good stuff, but well, not all good. But you know what I mean. Um. So one of my greatest joys is having a billboard for Pretty Rose uh, in Las Vegas. So that was how I wanted to like kind of introduce Pretty Rose to the world. I teased Pretty Rose for like months on my social media, 
you know, I had never posted a logo or anything. So to pop out with a billboard, that just felt real like, damn, like I'm coming out the gate swinging. Like I'm going to let y'all know who I am up front, you know, and y'all going to figure everything else out on the back end, you know. So that just kind of, it was just a big moment, you know, because <laughs> I ain't never been on a billboard. And the fact that I was able to, you know, dream it and then it's there. So that was definitely a big moment. That's dope. I would love. Mama, look at me. I'm up, I'm up on the freeway. That would feel so amazing to me. Well, I think that we have had like a dope ass conversation. And it we definitely went on some tangents. But I absolutely love where those tangents went. Because I feel like these are some conversations that I've been wanting to have and that I really needed to have right now in this moment today in my life. So I very, very, very much appreciate everything that you've said today and all the things that you've given me to think about and our, our listeners to think about. Um, and I just, it's, just, it's just been a great conversation. It's just been a great sister smoke session, in my opinion. So, um, now I think it's time that we wrap up this smoke session, but before we leave, we always have a random ass question because what is highness without randomness, right? So I have a, right. <laughs> a list of questions, the number four through 20, um, pick a number and I'll ask that question. Lucky number 20. <laughs> Nobody's ever picked 20 before. That's crazy. Um, cup of noodles or top ramen? Top ramen. The cups be kind of... They're not the same. And top ramen is absolutely the superior. Yeah, I agree. Like, cup of noodles just taste like plastic. And Top Ramen, you could, like, doctor it up and make it, like, a full-on meal. You can't do that with cup of noodles. I know. They already got the little dried up vegetables in on the stuff. I hate them stupid little vegetables. I always take more of them out. so much water. It don't have the same type of seasoning in it. Yeah. I always pour the little vegetables off, but there always be that one stupid little piece of corn or piece of carrot that be staying in there. <laughs> Driving me crazy. Well, I fully agree with you and think that you made the right choice in that either or. Yes. <laughs> so I think that sums up another episode of Bluntly Black Girls. So I just want to say thank you one more time to myself smoking sister Nikita for coming through and just dropping so much amazingly positive energy and thank you yes thank you I've had a wonderful conversation I think you're an amazing spirit and just a beautiful person and I wish you all the best and thank you and thank you for having me I am so honored to be on and I love the name so <laughs> thank, thank you. you thank you for having me and I'm and it is crazy that we tried to get this on the books 
few weeks ago and it didn't work out and now we're here. So and I'm thank you for being patient. I, I I know for a fact that we were supposed to, we were meant to talk today. Like, I agree. This conversation was meant to be had today. So, um, I, I love it. I love it so much. And I can't wait for you to come back to the Bay so that we can, like, go have a, a, a joint or two <laughs> and an adventure. So, before we head out, um, tell the people where they can find you. Um, you can find me. I'm Hurricane Kita on Instagram. That's my personal page. Um, and then you can find me on Pretty Rolls 420 on Instagram. And ZZ's is ZZ's, ZZ's underscore ice cream underscore puffs. And that's P-U-F-F-S. And I will have all of those links in the show notes so that you guys can find her everywhere she can be found. Oh, and, and I'm sorry. And Anxiety is a Mother, M-U-T-H-A, on Instagram. Definitely follow that podcast because I know I will be. Um, and I can't wait to listen. Um, hit her up. Don't be a weirdo. But definitely give this black woman your money. Um, and follow us at Bluntly Black Girls on IG and Bluntly BLK Girls on Twitter. Um, visit the website www.bluntlyblackgirls.com and grab your intentional highness box set. Um, again, keep track of your consumption so that you know what works and when comment rate subscribe and talk to me let us know what you think of the episode any comments or questions for my guest today hit us up and talk to us lastly smoke a blunt drink your water and fuck what anybody gotta say about being a bluntly black girl and we're out